Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Thirteen years after the original, does Pixar's Finding Dory capture all the magic of its predecessor, or is it simply wringing money out of a beloved franchise with a few effective fish jokes along the way? As we argue about Finding Dory, you're going to get spoilers for Finding Nemo, New York Minute, Predator, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Alien, Despicable Me 1 and 2, as well as Minions, the trailer for The Secret Life of Pets, Cars, Cars 2, and The Good Dinosaur. Guys, it's still Pixar season. You know how last time I said it was Pixar season because mm. a new Pixar movie was coming out? Yeah. I you remember know. that, Tyler? Yeah. I, because I when I said it, you acted like I had said something dumb. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it still sounds a little dumb. Well, then I thought maybe if I say it again, that by now, surely he it's, understands it's, what it's I mean. It's catching on? Yeah. What do you think? Um, uh, no, it hasn't grown on me yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pixar season because there's a new Pixar movie out, which means that apparently, given the weekend's estimations... Finding Dory is going to make a ton of money. Yeah, it looks like it. What did, we found out earlier that it's going to have one of the biggest animated openings ever, or something like that. What yeah, is, just, is it going yeah, to do? I said that. And it, yeah, it's at the opening day animated record, and then it might take it from itself the next day today. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. So people are excited. Records which upon records. It's Pixar mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a bunch mm-hmm. of us went out and saw. You keep saying Pixar season, and I just imagine. Bugs Bunny holding up a, a wooden sign that says I, mean, I thought like doc, Oscar season. Doc hunting season. Why in the world? <laughs> because they had it season. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck yeah. have that whole thing with Elmer Fudd. That's the weirdest Open stretch season ever, is yeah. what he's referring to. No, it's like duck season. It's wabbit season. It's duck season. That makes know? no sense. That I've Okay. I'm, I'm crossing my cartoons here, though my animated. I just don't know seasons. why you would hear season and jump to bugs. No, it's just because you're you're. Anyway, anyway really my matter. thing was yeah, great, and then you corrupted it. <laughs> a bunch cares? of us went out and we saw uh, Finding Dory because it's P- Pixar season. So Tyler's here; he went and saw it. Yeah, he's one of these parents, by the way, that took his uh, small children. One of which <gasps> is not even two years old I, yet. Oh. Yeah, I took both my children: a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Mm. Well, let me look. one and a half. One and a half year. It would have been bad to sit by this guy. <laughs> they did really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did not kick the the person's seat in front of them, like the girl behind me. Well, we'll ask the people that sat by you. And Wish we could. They, neither of them broke out into song during the movie, like the other girls a few rows back. Okay. Did the youngest one sit <coughs> the whole time? Did he enjoy the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. It was great. Well, Bethany Allen is here, everyone's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. favorite fiery mm-hmm. redheaded person. That's it. She did not have a great experience with the children no. in her movie. I had PTSD from the experience. <laughs> it was awful. Even Tyler talking about his experience is triggering me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even. Trigger warning. <laughs> Good luck. I was abandoned to the wolves this morning, and it was awful. This Which morning? What were you thinking, man? Of course that was going to happen. Well, I got invited to go Friday, but mm. I couldn't go because I had to do s- some prep work for work. And then I got invited <laughs> to go today, but then the person who asked me to go today went on Friday instead. Mm, tell oh us more. Man. Listen, <laughs> listen. in so, my defense. Then I went alone. Oh, it was Josh? I, yeah. want, oh. I want the... Sure was. I want the... <laughs> so, uh, then, so then I just had to go solo to the heart of darkness on a saturday morning i want the you Hate movies, movies listeners to understand exactly what went on here now we had a very soft type of plan and last i heard bethany was going to need friday to get ready for stuff and she didn't know what was going to be going on and then i saw an opening and i had to jump through it 
I don't. Does anyone care? You just nope. you thought about <laughs> you, numero uno, and you took whatever you needed to take, and you left okay, me behind. Okay, all right. Anyway, and then you had an awful experience. Save it for the bonus hour, yeah. Yeah, because of it. <laughs> so, but you saw the movie, sort of. I'd, yeah. Before we move on from you, I just want to know: Would you say that was the worst movie-going experience you've had in terms of the audience? A billion, billion percent. I won't do it. Shoot. I won't do that again. Even if I'm on a podcast about the movie the night of. Oh. I'm just gonna lie. I'll lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> Better than what I experienced today. So, if you listen to a future episode, just try and guess if she's lying <laughs> about the movie she saw. Abby's here. She also saw the movie. I did. And you saw it in a 21 and over skybox. I did. But beneath you, we could see a rabble of young children. Yes, it was very loud. They were going insane. They were absolutely insane. Yeah. In any, in any moment where the movie was quiet enough, you remembered, you looked over and just saw an ocean, like looking down on the minions of hell. Yeah. <laughs> Candy Colossal. and running around. And, and when was this? This was Friday night? Friday morning. Coke Friday morning. Coke for a straw Jeez. with weird yeah. noises. Well, it's summertime now. No uh, school, yeah, right? No school. But you Although couldn't hear might be up the there. Thing made a movie yeah. It was not distracting. <laughs> that was a mistake. Because you were so far back. I was in a comfortable seat with mm. footrest. It was yeah, great. Yeah. It, it really were. I mean, the seats were not ideal because they were so far away up in this. I thought they were ideal. <laughs> but as you guys know, Abby is a casual moviegoer. She doesn't really care that much about her moviegoing experience. It was very casual. they did they had had foot rests for you and everything but anytime the movie felt absolutely silent which was only a couple of moments in the movie it was like you just hear (laughs) sit down (laughs) (laughs) was that Tyler (laughs) 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 it was just Tyler making all those noises himself his kids were fine (laughs) Um, guess who's back everybody Whitney DePauly from our uh, yeah. Back to the Future episode. Oh, hey, guys. Is that how long it's been? It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a long time. A hot minute. Yeah. A half minute? A hot minute. A, a hot, hot minute. minute. What's the difference between a hot minute and a New York minute? Oh, gosh. New York is fast. <laughs> yeah, and a hot, hot minute sure. is it's longer. longer. Warmer. Yeah. <laughs> Heat makes you puffy. Heat <laughs> makes you <laughs> like <laughs> uh, That's a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. Mm, okay. Oh, it is. So anyway, Whitney, she saw the movie. <laughs> Put that I saw spoiler. the movie. Spoiler. You didn't <laughs> spoil anything about the movie. <laughs> I know it takes place in New York. Spoiler. <laughs> they're in New York. And there's twins. I do believe I've seen that, actually. Oh, and wow. they're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whitney, did you have kids in your movie theater? We did. Uh, not very many, though. We saw it in 3D this morning. Whoa. So you were, like, in the water. We were, like, pretty much there. We were swimming. Wow. What, so was, what was that? I don't want to ask Josiah. Spoiler alert. Josiah's here. It's not his turn <laughs> oh. yet. Josiah <laughs> is, a, is a sucker for 3D. What did you think about the 3D? Was it worth the extra money and the glasses and the darkness? I mean, I love 3D. I love watching it in 3D. And Josiah is the one that pays. So the money is <laughs> like. There we <laughs> go. There we go. That's what I was thinking I don't too. know. So if someone had, you know, situated themselves right in front of you and started squirting a spray bottle in the air every uh. once in a while, would you have really felt like you were swimming in the ocean? Oh my. I mean, <laughs> that would probably be pretty right. annoying. She would be easily no. fooled. But <laughs> the 3D, it was cool. It was like we were there. It okay. was like we are swimming right along. All right. Mm. Hey. But not getting wet, so it's the best. Right. So. Swimming without getting wet. I love that. Slightly better <laughs> than, uh, than Bethany's experience. Patrick is here. He went and saw the movie by himself, right? I went and saw it. Yeah, I saw it Thursday night. And? It was it was great. I think there were two other kids in the theater, and there was ten other adults. But 
That's what you do on a big kids movie. You go to see it late it. night before the kids idiot. get to it. Listen, uh, I've learned. <laughs> it was quiet. You're I rubbing it in. It was good. You got that commemorative ticket? I got a commemorative ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Pretty that's fancy. Nice. And as I spoiled earlier, Josiah is back on the podcast. I'm here. For I the first time in a while. Saw Finding Dory. And you saw Finding Dory. <laughs> and uh, we already know it was 3D. You felt like There's you were kids. in the ocean. There a were lot kids. of kids. But they're very well behaved in our theater. Except for there were some teen girls behind us that were just not great. You said they broke out into song at one point. Yeah. I uh. mean, who doesn't? You know, <laughs> I don't. Sure, Movies yeah. are meant to be experienced, not <laughs> is that right, to be participating <laughs> in. I don't need you to be participating in my movie. Yeah. I'm paying to see somebody else do it. That's good. Oh, but you wow. know, the in thing is, environment. let's entertain this <laughs> tangent for a second, because somewhere there's a parent, it stands to reason in the, in the you know, millions and millions of people listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> There are parents that, like Tyler, took their little kids to see the movie and that, unlike Tyler's allegations or his uh, testimony... My kids were great. Their kids were probably bad. They probably made noise. They probably ran around. I mean, recently I was talking to some parents who took like a four-year-old to the movies and I was like, oh, what, what, what's he like? Is, does he behave? And they said, yeah, he's great. And I said, so he just sits quietly and doesn't make any noise? And they said, well, no, he talks and he asks questions and he walks around a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> And their their thinking was it's a kids movie, so they are entitled to disrupt the experience for everyone because it's more for their kids than it is for anyone else. And if that's you, um, you really hate movies. Mm. You hate them, and you love to ruin them for everyone around <laughs> you. That's true. Yeah, you ruined it for Bethany, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's traumatized. I gotta let it go. But what if someone from me. your theater was hearing this right now? Listen, what I was you the say? redhead in D11. <laughs> 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 Clearly exasperate. I mean, making all kinds of... <laughs> <laughs> Passive aggressive uh, noises. Uh, noises at you. No, Tyler, come on. You know you know the technique. You give him a few turnarounds before you You give him the half turn. You give him the Seinfeld turn. half turn, and then you go a full turn, and then eventually you can lean over and say, you're killing me. Yeah. Which he which he does. I've I've heard it happen before. <laughs> you're you're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they actually try to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was the they, they usually <laughs> Yeah, each each time I've said something like that, especially the guy that said, You're killing me too, he got angry. But then he stopped. Yeah, that's fair. He had the last word, but then he stopped. And that's all you wanted. <laughs> he had the last word, word and that was lot. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parking lot, yeah. So you know, we're going to do next week, we're going to have an episode where we rank all the Pixar movies from best to worst. But to, in order to do that effectively, we had to go and see Finding Dory. And I'm going to be honest, the reason that I went and saw Finding Dory so quickly was so that I could rank them mm-hmm. <laughs> for the sake of this uh, podcast. And I think that's yeah. probably the same for a lot of people around the table. So, Tyler, what did you <coughs> think of Pixar's Finding Dory? Um, it was all right. <laughs> Why are you so stingy <laughs> with us lately? Lately. I mean, go back your and now. <laughs> the last character gimmick. <laughs> You're not going to give us a straightforward answer? Before we start I recording, he says, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I really enjoyed Finding Nemo. What was that, 04? 03? You tell me. I'm looking it up. I think it, it was one of those years. My my girlfriend Wait. in high school loved it. Okay. So that was sophomore year, 03. 2003, yeah. And I, I enjoyed Finding Nemo. I think it's. A, I think Finding Nemo is a great movie. So I, I had high expectations for Finding Dory, thinking that 
they would keep it, you know, straight line, just kind of, kind of like Finding Nemo, but they didn't. They got weird. They got weird with it, and I have mixed emotions about the weirdness. Okay. Bethany, what was your truncated review, mm. your tweetable review of Finding Dory? Um, well, once you get past all the movie theater garbage, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <This> <laughs> <again>? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to say it one more time. I'll feel better. Um, I liked it. I really appreciated the new characters, some of the new people they added. I did. People I really like did. Hank. You liked Hank? Like Hank, and I loved... Um, Destiny? Mm-hmm. The Destiny. N- the nearsighted and the whale, shark. whale guy. Bailey. What's his name from Bailey. Modern Family? Is that Ty Burrell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, um, and then Diane Keaton, who is a classic wonder. And I <laughs> just sure appreciated having her in the film. What a classy fish. <laughs> Good grief. So, and then I'm a huge... Uh, I like Ellen a ton. I think she's really funny. Oh, I think she's great story. So I thought overall, I'm, I'm trying to imagine what it would have been like in a peaceful environment, but <laughs> not a war-torn environment. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I, I liked it. I liked it. I wasn't in love with it, but I liked it. Okay. Abby? I liked it a lot. And I guess you'll see where I rank it a different Ooh. time. Next week? Next week. Yeah. Tell why. I would probably say four out of five. Moons or whatever you guys do. Stars. <laughs> moon, they're moons. Stars. Yeah. Stars. Yeah. We whatever. use we use moons personally. We use, we use moon emojis because they allow you to do a half moon. Yeah. yeah. Quarter moon. Yeah. I thought it we was also beautiful. like to materialize them with our real butts. Here's what I ranked it. <laughs> 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 Three butts and a cheek. <laughs> we don't do that, but I really want a star now. That's how we have to. You got to get five people lined Did up. Did you want to finish? And <laughs> co- <laughs> coordinate a pants drop. You need to make a You Hate Movies emoji keyboard. Sorry, Abby. We <laughs> have to talk about butts for a second. I get it. I get it. I'll be here when the butts are over. <laughs> oh, the butts are never over. Oh. You said something about it being beautiful. What the heck do you oh, mean? Oh, I think it was like the Under the Sea is Beautiful. The song? Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song. No, I think the visual Sebastian? stuff it's was so pretty. stunning. Was so the ocean pretty. was, it's why it's such a great. Like yeah. the, that aquarium. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Deep sea. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I liked everyone. So average uh, movie Jane over here. Is, that, into is that Abby? That's me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she's just a casual movie goer. Mm-hmm. She said thumbs up. Abby. Jane. Yeah, it was but movie. You know, like it was thumbs up. Average Joe, average yeah. Jane. She liked it. Okay, great. Whitney, what was your review? Oh, man. I went into it really, really wanting to like it more than I did. And um, I liked it. But I didn't love it. So I think it got, um, it was a little redundant. It was beautiful, like visually and artistically. But um, I think it was a little complicated. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's That's fair. Just, yeah. Lost. And then, you know, Dory separated from Nemo and Marlin. And I don't know. It's just everyone's just so lost all the time. Yeah. But, um, a bit redundant. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But um, yeah, overall, I liked it. I liked okay. the ending, the impossible ending where the octopus is driving the truck. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird turn when you put it yeah, like I that. Liked that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it got weird. <laughs> well, that was one of the ways it got weird. Yeah. Can, yeah, for sure. But it was pretty. It was pretty creative. Yeah, you know, I thought it was very creative. Yeah. Um, Can octopus like, something? 
octopi? Octopuses? I don't know how to say it. Octopi, octopuses are both uh, appropriate plural. Can they live outside the tank that long? They can do so many things. Uh, Outside the tank? But I don't know if they can live outside a tank. He was outside the tank. Can they drive a car? I'm (laughs) less concerned about (laughs) the the ability of an octopus to live outside of water that long and more concerned with their ability to camouflage that well. Yeah. They can do it. They can camouflage. I think they can do it. They can open jars. They can fit through very small spaces cartoon hyperbole but he's surviving out of water i didn't like his ears he was essentially predator in this in this movie that's like his camouflage was so affected he just became for all intents and purposes killing killing everybody yeah and then he was hunting people and stealing their skulls (laughs) (laughs) so okay patrick what do you think of finding dory i kind of agree with a little bit of what everybody said i thought it was good three out of five for me um it looked great, but it was kind of uh, not as great as the original, which is kind of weird for a Pixar sequel because most Pixar sequels are better, they, with the exception of that one. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> a lot of them build on the world in ways that are fun. and Yeah, this one is just... I, I still like it. I think it's worth a movie viewing for sure. Yeah. It was a good Pixar movie, but it wasn't the, one of the top-tier Pixar movies to me. It, I like Dory. She's fun. <laughs> Josiah, what'd you think? I really liked it. Um, and that could be for multiple reasons. One was I had just subjected myself to cars too. Well, so anything kind of like, feels like a yeah, treat. Yeah, it's like someone gave <laughs> yeah. you McDonald's after you just had your head shoved in like a trash can. So it's like, hey, <laughs> hey this, McDonald's this McDonald's is great. <laughs> <Yeah>. Golly. <laughs> um, and I expected it to be way more of a, a retread, like a Force Awakens situation. So I was pleasantly surprised that they mixed it up quite a bit. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, mixed up is a good word for this movie. <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed Finding Dory like everybody else. I mean, it's an entertaining movie. It's There's enough comedic beats in it to keep you laughing, and it's charming in all the ways Pixar movies are usually charming. But I could not shake the feeling the whole time that there's no reason for this movie to exist other than to make money on a sequel. It didn't feel like, oh, we've got this great story to build out and flesh out the world and to take it in a new direction. It felt like... Hey, we made a lot of money with that fish one. Can we get her lost again, or can we make yeah. someone get lost? Right. Yeah, it yes. felt like the story. If you scale down the production, the story could have been one of the spin-off TV movies or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like and those weird ballerina Barbie movies. What? <laughs> <laughs> it did direct a DVD. They did find some great ways to make the movie worthwhile, even though it was clearly a cash grab. Hank is. Uh, Made the movie very watchable. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a great character. He was yeah, really Hank funny. was awesome. Goodness. The addition of those characters was probably the best thing going yes. for the movie. Yeah. Those sea lions were great, Gerald. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sea lions. Oh, oh, that was so funny. Gerald was off. star of the show. <laughs> that was so perfect. And yeah. then that Cockney accent. It was Did you guys all hang it. around for the after credit? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I had to get up out of there. Fast. Oh, that's to miss the sea lions then. Uh, yeah, it was well, pretty funny. I couldn't survive another minute. Yeah, the after credits was good. Yeah, you know what's funny about it is that uh, Abby was in a hurry to get out of there. And I said, what about the stinger? She said, there is no stinger. I said, actually, most Pixar movies do have a stinger. And she said, let's leave. She left, and I hung around for a while, and I was like, these credits never end. They're like, from left to right, nothing but names on like water department. (laughs) (laughs) So what did we miss? Tell me. That was good. That's great. (laughs) Okay, so you're not going to tell me. The guys in the bags from the first movie. 
You're right. They float through. They're still trying. They're all covered in algae except for the <laughs> shrimp bag. <It's> clean. <laughs> you know what? I knew it had to be that because I saw their voices credited. And yeah, I was that, like, they weren't in that the was movie. A I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. a jock and I was like, did I miss something yeah. entirely? And, but it was the stinger. Yeah. So it, ha- it had enough new characters to make if any of the short like Idris Elba as the big sea lion yeah. with Gerald that was hilarious Hank was funny Destiny and Bailey were funny characters by the time we got to that sea whatever preservations Sigourney Weaver's place uh, it was that made it entertaining and funny enough to feel less like a waste of time but that first act of the movie I was just like what is this really yeah. it this it felt so contrived and like plodding along mm. and like oh now we're yeah. running from a squid because this is the same point when we would have been running from a shark so we got to do this now yeah there's a squid in a container ship yeah instead of a shark in a submarine so I was happy to see it pick up yeah it felt like on paper you you figure out how to make another story. It kind of is a cool idea. Uh, obviously, if you're going to make a sequel, you're going to do it about Dory because she is lost and someone's looking for her. Right? Right. And so she even an in, the, in Finding Nemo, Finding she even Nemo. mentions that. She yeah. says, like, who is my family? Oh, it was open-ended in Finding so Nemo. That's good. Yeah. Although yeah. Finding Nemo, she was just kind of... Uh, it was, Finding Nemo is more of like a road trip movie and she was an, an unexpected stranger who goes along for the ride kind of a thing but so you you take dory well let's find her family but also have her find herself mm-hmm. right yeah that's yeah. basically so what it deep. was <laughs> she was finding herself uh and of all the places for them to end up an aquarium makes sense mm-hmm. let's make dory go search an aquarium on paper yeah that could be a funny movie but there's a lot of ways it just felt so contrived and i just never really yeah and you know bought it what's interesting is that if you think back to finding nemo and the way that it it feels like this great sweeping adventure for them to get all across the and you actually feel like you've gone on a really expansive it is a road trip movie you start in one place you go a million places to get there while the lost person stays you know remains put Mm -hmm. and by the time they connect they like they amp up the conflict to make it even more complicated it's not as simple as oh he just found him then they think he's dead and then they get separated then they find him again then they get separated again in a fishnet and they have to bring all this learning together it's really clever writing and this movie felt like it was like well we can't resolve the conflict so fast so let's just put a bunch of dumb stuff (laughs) (laughs) and so i think whitney was you were the one who said like, Oh, they're lost. Everyone's lost. They're lost again. They're like, it yeah. does, that's what it felt like. Why are we, it? <laughs> everyone's getting separated for the stupidest reason. And then they're in the pipes. Like we're watching alien all of a sudden. And then they're in the truck and now they're not in the truck. And now the octopus is driving the truck. And now the trucks went the <laughs> yeah. wrong way. And they, now the other person's on the truck. And it was just like, can we, I mean, this is funny, but can we just wrap the stupid thing yeah. up? All yeah. I think the issue is that finding Nemo is such a clean streamlined story where every event is just another moment to propel that story forward. In Finding Dory, you're kind of all over the place, and you don't really know what's kind of happening at the moment. You don't know where you're going. There's no... There's like... You're sort of un, un, uh, earthing clues along the way, but it still is not very it's such clear. such a cluster cuss. It the, is. Yeah. Some of the elements are so out there. Like when you're watching Finding Nemo and they're reading... Oh, says Sydney. You don't really think that's crazy because it's so engaging. But this, you're like, 
Oh, the beluga whale has supernatural sonar powers. That's weird. And <laughs> that was funny, though. He's like, my beautiful gift. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny, but it just it made it feel like, oh, we're going kind of into a, it's more yeah, of a kid's movie than like it, a. It got out there. That's what yeah. Yeah. It, it really it got, got out there. You guys know weird. beluga whales really have. Echolocation. Yeah, but can, he, was, follow he was a daredevil down, down the interstate. Oh, yeah. He was daredevil, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and it fizzes out at one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it became TV static. And then there's no reason for Marlon and Nemo to be in this movie. No. no. Yeah, there is. There, <laughs> exactly. Money. They're there because they're familiar protagonists, but they they serve no purpose in the story. Other than it's like when you're watching an episode of a sitcom and the main story is not dense enough, so there's a side plot where two little characters are off yeah. doing their own thing, like, and they were just frustrating because now they're in a tree and now yeah. they're in a tank, and it's like, I thought yeah. we were trying it's to find Dory. They were there to yeah. tell us what Dory was going through. I guess, but they didn't really they do anything except have family. Have a, your yeah, family isn't friends. your family; yeah. it's the people you choose. Sort sure. of. Like that was that was kind of one of the messages. It was <laughs> one of like nine though, yeah. you know, it was like, but it was one of them. Like they're my family too. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Oh, now we're supposed to feel that for, for the life of me, this movie had no emotional resonance for two yeah. reasons. One, it was yeah. just too messy for me to get connected. I mean, little baby Dory was cute and her parents so trying to cute. work with like a yes. kid with a disability. <laughs> That's really, yeah. that was sweet. <laughs> Dory with her, tiny Dory with her giant eyes. Yeah. <laughs> she was so cute. So <laughs> cute. But yeah. one thing that I had a problem with was why was she the only child? I mean, don't fish like have like a lot, you know, <laughs> of kids like it, like in know, Finding Nemo. A barracuda <laughs> ate all the eggs. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of the, the messiness to the story because even when she ends up in that, she ends up in the ocean water exhibit and then she ends up back in quarantine. You don't really know where she's going, but along the way, she ends up with all the other blue fish, whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what then they? they say, Tangs. but Dory, they're not your only family like they allude to her having more family but then you never find out what that means yeah. Yeah. Where, does she Marlin. have brother and sister it's like a star wars cliffhanger does she have aunts and uncles That's she does. what does that mean the parents just and how what are the rules of her remembering things yeah that was another yeah, that, that was, it was no. not playing by its own rules whatsoever it was the stingray uh <laughs> migration that you know something Shook, shook oh, so yeah, like <laughs> one memory came back, and then pretty much after that, if anything triggered a memory, she could remember it and hold on to it like nobody's business. But directions, sorry, no. Sometimes and then at right. one point in the story, they're like, they establish that as long as she keeps saying something, she'll remember it. Being when she's trying to find her way to the open ocean exhibit. But then later in the story, when she's in the pipes, she keeps saying two lefts and a right, and it doesn't work that no. time because that would be too convenient. It would get her where right. she needed to go, which was back where she started in the first place. It doesn't feel. Like Tyler said, it did not feel streamlined. It felt clunky, desperately yeah. clunky. I, I yeah. think there's a lot of angst there in what you're saying because <laughs> I felt like, oh, it makes sense to me that her um, the emotional things are helping her remember stuff better, like sticking more. I felt I felt free about that. I really did. I felt like <laughs> you felt free. That works for me because she's like being triggered, having like memory, you know, memories triggered, which help her like stick things in her right mind. so the it was being triggered and that would help her retain them better yeah i think so well yeah. i think yeah well, that i think happened that's pretty like true of cognitive yeah therapy or, or like behavior so i felt like it, it i guess yeah. but i'm gonna go against what everyone said at the dory table and say that dory sucks she's so annoying she's not funny at all and you i didn't care about Ellen. her <laughs> yeah ellen sucks <laughs> she's not go. funny at all <laughs> 
I, I don't agree with that necessarily, but I, I, I do. Necessarily. What about unnecessarily? <laughs> I don't think Ellen sucks, but I can <laughs> recognize that they just let Dory become the star. I mean, it is oh, obviously yeah. a term movie, but it, as, an, as another example, you watch the first Despicable Me, and it, it's clear that those little yellow Twinkie minions steal the show. And so in Despicable Me 2, they give, <laughs> they give those minions even more space to go crazy, right? Because they just, people love the minions so much, they said, okay, we need more minions. And then they signed, they got so crazy that they said, all right, we'll just make a whole movie devoted to minions. And I feel like Finding Dory is that everybody watches Finding Nemo and they're like, oh, that Dory is just so cute and funny. So they said, oh, let's give her her own movie. Let's just let Ellen go crazy with it. Yeah, let's have so much Dory. But then you're like, it's just too much Dory. Yeah, did you guys, <laughs> it's uh, not like Minions. Like Minions. <laughs> did you we guys get like that trailer for Secret Life of Pets that had the Minion in it before it? No. It was like at one point they're doing their whole Pets thing, and then it says like from the from the studio that brought you like Despicable Me, and there's like a Minion wrestling a dog, and I'm going, there's no Minion in this movie. Like, <laughs> <they're> just, going, <laughs> oh that's just for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I the like kids that. are going to latch on to it. That's all a Minion. Yeah, so they just said, let's just get crazy with this whole Dory comedy, yeah. and it well, didn't got weird. I think she pushed for it pretty aggressively Ellen. isn't that why I got no oh, that makes yeah. sense yeah man Mi- Dory <laughs> man, in, this, in this movie Dory was one shade shy of Mater that's another no, yeah. great example is you got cars and everybody loved oh, Mater save it, save it. <laughs> they they just loved Mater to death. So they said, "All right, let's give Mater his own movie," and it just was too much. Who are these people loving all this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's, it's that's just not the kids. It's what America. the kids want. That's not fair. Mater Mater's not. I'm not here defending Mater, but in the first movie, Finding Nemo, Dory is super charming and lovable. Yeah, of course, she's the best I part of the that. movie. That's what the kids like. Wow. That's no, what I, like. I don't. I don't. In the first movie, that. what yeah. works about Dory in the original is Dory and Marlon. Dory's yeah. goofiness against Marlon's straight. Man true. character, right. that's mm-hmm. true. They have a very funny, funny comedic dynamic to one another that works. Really, they're basically like the Odd Couple. Mm-hmm. They're like an episode of the Odd Couple, and it's really funny to watch. But Dory has no one like Marlon to bounce off of, except no. Hank. The scenes of her and Hank together are really charming and really mm-hmm. good. Uh, but you know, it's really hard to find ways to get an octopus, <laughs> and, and God knows they tried yeah. to get him. In no, wait, they did. Yeah. That, uh, I, I felt whoever animated that octopus. That team deserves just oh yeah, standing ovations. Octopus team, sure. I, I just feel <laughs> like the uh, <laughs> the motivation for the octopus was weak, weak and forced. You don't like Cleveland? quick. No, it's just the the whole idea that he wanted to be alone, and so he wanted her tag. But the whole time, he's just so eager to help. She's, that she's dangling that tag long enough <laughs> for him to get attached to it. That's part okay. three. He's, he's like Hank's a lovable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I he's like, going to get would, his own. I'd be happy to see a movie about Hank. I hope it's like an Octodad situation where he's <laughs> in a suit and married to a lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. A that's a weird. I thought, that, I thought the strongest part of the movie were the characters. I thought Dory yeah. was great, and I thought Hank was the show stealer. No, that's Dory. for sure, because it yeah. definitely was not the story. It was not the story. The environment, I mean, it looked cool, but it wasn't. It didn't, like, pull you in, like, like good dinosaur or something, like, environments. and But it, octopus looked crazy. But the characters were so great, I thought. I, let yeah, me, the characters were fun. Let me ask you about this, because everyone, people have mentioned the uh, the visuals. Bethany and Whitney and, and Abby all, all brought up the visuals and the ocean stuff, which was great. And it's beautiful. And Pixar movies keep getting better and better. But I don't know if it was because most of the movie take, you know, 
transpired in these environments that aren't all that visually impressive, but it didn't feel like, uh, it didn't feel as arresting as I thought it might after having seen the good dinosaur prior to this <coughs> one, which was just like, Oh my Lord, this yeah. is yeah. real. But do you think that they held back on finding Dory so that it would match more cohesively? With yeah. I wonder that because they have seen Nemo. Yeah, they like have a shot for shot. They have to like reanimate it, update it. I think a they needed bit. to keep the style, so they had to do it all yeah. over. I'm sure. I think there's a lot of really subtle stuff. Like they've talked about how they've got a whole new engine that can do like ambient light and crazy stuff like that now. And like comparing, I don't know when you guys watched Finding Nemo recently, but when you compare them, there's like a lot of I think really subtle additions in this one. And even like there's a gosh, there's one part where like Marlon was talking to Nemo, and you can like see the reflection up above and like the water with stuff they'd never did in Finding Nemo, which is I thought pretty impressive. Yeah, the subtle advances were definitely there. And then the the third act with the truck chase outside of the park and everything takes place kind of at like magic hour when there's a a semi-sunset going on outside, which is interesting to see Pixar play with or even any CG kids movie play with different types of dynamic lighting as opposed Mm -hmm. to if you're outside, it's blue sky, daylight or nighttime. You know, they're they're clearly doing different things and it felt like uh, they were out in the northwest or something like that but they were supposed to be in california yeah mm. right yeah mm-hmm. california the but tri-county area how'd you guys feel about sigourney weaver as a character <laughs> that was great i i rolled my eyes <laughs> i thought it was funny <laughs> such a I strong connection to wall <laughs> they just kept so saying it. they just kept saying I sigourney know, weaver kept saying her name. i just thought that was so funny <laughs> i enjoyed it, it. i laughed well I won't bother everyone about where they place it in the grand scheme of things since that's the next episode, but how would you, if you compared to Finding Nemo at least, do you think worthy successor or throwaway, but you can still watch it if you want to laugh? How do you compare them? I think that it's not nearly as good as Finding Nemo. Uh, I wouldn't get rid of Finding Dory, but it's unnecessary. I think that they tried to um, recreate a lot of the magic. I feel like there was a lot of obligatory stuff added to Finding Dory unnecessarily as well that made it kind of a mess so that they could, you know, give a nod to Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. Like they had to throw in the seagulls saying mine. They just kind of flew by in one scene near the end. I feel like they got through that, at least in the beginning, pretty quickly. It was like... Here's Mr. Ray. Here's Crush. Cool. And that, like now we're actually like in our movie. Yeah, so, they, like, they yeah, had to throw in Crush. Going, like, but that's why the first movie? act yeah. felt like such a throwaway. Because yeah. I was like, all we're doing is this. Like I know a guy. Now we're on the turtles. It's like yeah, this, right. this See, feels I was expecting so, the whole movie to be that. Yeah, that would have been a drag. I think I liked it more than it didn't others. feel like Pixar was freed up to do something creative. Uh, with the characters. The characters themselves are dynamic and interesting and funny enough and the new characters were all great but it didn't feel like they were like well let's just be brave and do something different. It felt like Send them to college. <laughs> we <yeah. laughs> <laughs> we got to make money so here's another movie with freaking uh-huh. Ellen. I yep. think that the unfortunate part is that Finding Nemo is so successful at affecting you emotionally. That opening scene of Finding Nemo is so tragic and the whole time you really are invested into like the emotional health of Marlin and like the the maturing uh, developments of Nemo and then even Dory comes in who's lost even the and mystery of companion. Dory and yeah there's there's a lot to to kind of connect to and i feel like the score in finding nemo is is really beautiful and and dramatic and all of that contributes so well to to their growth throughout the film 
And in Finding Dory, I just did not connect that way at all. Yeah, I agree. Because the thing was so convoluted uh, and kind of messy and contrived that you can sum up Finding Nemo quite easily. You know, the the moment when they're dangling from the whale's (laughs) uh, tongue and they have that bit of dialogue where he's like, how do you know something bad isn't going to happen? And he's projecting Nemo onto Dory and Mm -hmm. says, you can't do these things, Nemo. And... Um, she says, I, I don't know that something bad's not going to happen. And she jumps anyway. And then this is, there's catharsis for Marlon and how he learns to be a better dad. And um, all the movie is building up and contributing to that with lots of fun on along the way and lots of jokes and, you know, farts like the seagulls, those, <laughs> like bubbles so and like oh. the, all the mines exploding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that bubble under the bird. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's all. That's all <laughs> great. In Dory, it's kind of <laughs> like if you were to ask me right now, having just seen it, I'd say, oh, I don't know. Like parents love you, I guess, and um, it's family is good. No, that, <laughs> there was Marlon. Remember, that was like an ongoing thing. It was like he didn't. He like just got really frustrated with Dory and. Yeah, but what was the lesson he learned to just not think about stuff? It's not really great. <laughs> it helped no, him Nemo out once. Saying, right. like, what did he keep saying? The thing Nemo kept saying what to Marlon. What would Dory do or something like that? I think the lesson Marlon learned is to trust, to let Dory do her own thing and not try to control her. Well, it began with Dory uh, being a nuisance. She caused trouble and she made their life right. a little more dangerous. And uh, he he had that outburst when she threatened. Yeah, go forget. She put, she put Nemo. Yeah, she, he oh, put yeah, Nemo in danger. With the whole giant squid thing, she put Nemo in danger and he said, go go stand over there and forget that's what you do best. So he was really frustrated her with her. And Nemo just, just said, guilt trips being, him the whole movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quit being He's such a Dory. Up. Quit being such a Dory Dory. And her disability obviously was hindering everybody. But then by the end of the movie, they kind of redeem that in a way where she says, what would Dory do? And they kind of reverse the, the sentiment of that expression where go. she's able to get herself out of tough situations because of her uniqueness. Well, they yeah. go through that whole thing in the aquarium with that plastic fish where he's talking about like, well, what would she do? She'd like analyze it and go through all this. And he's like, that's what no, it's not what she would yeah. do. And like, that's when they kind of just like, okay, let's try it. And like jump in that fountain. And yeah. So they talk to that annoying was, clam. That was funny. That was, <laughs> that was really funny. Hi. <laughs> so there, there are some, there are some pieces of like quality story in there but they don't resolve themselves well they don't really play themselves out very well even like the connection to the parents uh where she finds her child at home and the parents are doing a lot to try and and create this environment for dory to thrive but then she still gets sucked away by the the undertow yeah the undertow uh and i feel like probably the most impactful moment in the movie is when she finds her parents and you just, they kind of zoom back and you see all the seashells leading up to yeah, that was sweet. That new yeah, home. That was good. Like that's, that's clever, uh, you know, emotional writing that they never gave up on her. But even that was just so distracted by as soon as she reunites with her parents, she remembers, Oh, I've got to go save. Yeah. Just the action Marlon keeps going. It's like, it starts going and then finding Nemo gives you so much space. So much happens, but you feel like you have time to breathe and you're experiencing stuff. This is just like downhill. Ugh, yeah. It keeps going until it gets so weird. You don't know what's going right. on. And with like, finding Nemo, you know exactly what you're doing and finding Dory. It's changing so quickly, so often. And you think, what are we doing? Yeah. Who yeah. are we looking for? Yeah. And the, the like destiny and Dory are pipe buddies. And it's like, 
wait, oh, what? The whale speak thing just needs to go. <laughs> they did it a lot faster in this yeah. movie because they didn't think the audience would be able to tolerate it. So, yeah, but was she even using pipes at the end? At one point, I feel like she was just yelling the whale yeah, voice. She just yelled it out in the whole aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> she was out in the ocean just yelling it up over the wall. Yeah. And then why did they put those two whales right next to the open ocean where they could just jump out whenever they felt like it. <laughs> it wasn't a real place. It's like that Mosasaur <laughs> in uh, Jurassic yeah. World. Well, why did any of the fish <laughs> yeah. stay in the aquarium if they could just escape so easily? Yeah. By hijacking a truck? No, by going through the vent. <laughs> it's like, if you want to leave, just oh. go through the pipes. That's hey, true. Why didn't they all just do that? Thank God. Well, no, they end up in quarantine and they're swimming through the pipes that somehow end up in the ceiling. But then you, you take one turn and you just fall out into a... a an aquarium. <laughs> but why isn't there just water constantly pouring out of there? You know? Hey, thank God everywhere Dory went in this movie, there was a cup of water. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, Every like, freaking as, place. As messy as that all was, I appreciated it because as soon as I got in the aquarium, like one, I was, I guess, kind of appreciative that they weren't just in the open ocean retreading that whole thing. But it was kind of fun to see like how they move from environment to environment. And she's in like in the sippy cup and in the like coffee the container. The mop, mop and, like, bucket and stuff yeah, like and that. They're getting yeah. into all the different environments actually. Kind of creepy when she found herself in a bucket full of dead fish. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. that was weird. I thought they were all just weirded out. But they're dead. <laughs> Bethany, if you had a message to deliver to the children that you watched the movie <laughs> with today, what would that message be? Not from the movie, but from Bethany Allen. To the kids or the parents? Because I'm not mad at the kids as much as I'm mad at their well, negligent what would, parents. Okay, what would you say to the parents? You need to take a parenting class or something. Oh, my. Just, can we focus on the movie here? Are you just still he angry? Ask me about <laughs> the kids. Hey, whoa, wow. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You know, if you've seen Finding Dory yourself and you've got some kind of strong opinion that diverges from our correct opinions, you can leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com where you can subscribe to the podcast. You can check out character bios for all our wonderful, thoughtful, insightful hosts. And you can check out the entire backlog of more than 60 episodes of You Hate Movies. Boy, have you got your work cut out for you. You can also bother us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at You Hate Movies. <laughs>